Welcome. You're listening to a recording provided for the use of those who are blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on AIRSLA are the copyrighted property of the original authors and publishers, and no unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Thank you and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Airs LA. This is Shane Masterson here with your U.S. News and World Report. Today is Wednesday, April 20th, and we're going to be reading an article published by Paul D. Shinkman on April 20th, 2022. Uh, This is titled, Putin Claims He Will Bring Peace to Ukraine. The latest assertion from the Russian leader speaking to a 12-year-old girl from eastern Ukraine shows how far Putin has distanced himself from the brutal realities on the ground. Let's get right into this. Russian President Vladimir Putin declared Wednesday that he would bring peace to the Donbass, the embattled region in eastern Ukraine composed of Luhansk and Donetsk oblasts, home to eight years of simmering war by Kremlin-backed separatists and now the focus of Moscow's latest destructive invasion. Responding to a comment from a 12-year-old girl who supposedly moved from Luhansk to Russian-occupied territory, Putin described a development forum in Moscow, during a development forum in Moscow, how the region has changed for the worse in the last eight years due to bombings, artillery strikes, and hostilities, Russian state news reported Wednesday morning. Though Russia has instigated the violence in Ukraine since its initial invasion in 2014 and annexation of the Crimean Peninsula, Putin was likely repeating a long-standing Kremlin assertion that a supposed neo-Nazi regime in Kyiv has persecuted Russian-speaking residents of the Donbass region. His latest comments, thoroughly divorced from assessments in Ukraine, the West, and even some corners of the Kremlin, serve as the latest evidence that Putin appears completely isolated from the realities on the ground or knowingly chooses to ignore them. Of course, it was very, very difficult for people, Putin told the girl, identified only as Diana. He said the lives of the residents of Crimea and its largest city, Sevastopol, were developing differently, a likely reference to Russia's imposed rule there, and added, but it was the tragedy that took place in the Donbass, including in the Luhansk People's Republic, that forced, simply forced Russia to launch this military operation, which everyone is well aware of today, according to a translation of his remarks. Putin calls his war in Ukraine a special military operation and insisted other Russian officials do so as well. Quote, it is primarily the purpose of this operation to help people living in the Donbass, our people living in the Donbass, he said. Recent events indicate that the increasingly isolated Russian leader may genuinely consider his unprovoked intervention in Ukraine as successful, and that the most consequential audience is for him to also see it that way. Australian Chancellor Karl Nemar met with Putin over the weekend, the first EU leader to do so, and told NBC News on Sunday that Putin believes he is winning the war. I think he is now in his own war logic, you know, he, he thinks the war is necessary for security guarantees for the Russian Federation. He doesn't trust the international community. He blames Ukrainians for genocides in the Donbass region, Neymar recounted on Meet the Press on Sunday. I told him what I saw. I saw the war crimes. I saw the massive loss of the Russian army. Reports on the ground further reveal the destructiveness of Russia's attempted occupation, beginning with the UN's latest casualty count. That estimates more than 2,200 Ukrainians have died. Nearly 3,000 have been injured since the invasion began. Russia also destroyed 30% of Ukraine's infrastructure, worth roughly $100 billion since it invaded on February 24th, according to the Center for Strategic Communication and Information Security, a public-facing arm of Ukraine's Ministry of Information. It documented particular ravages in the Donbass, including reports on Monday that Russian troops had destroyed 12 residential buildings in Luhansk, either from direct shelling or from the fires they caused. The enemy fires at high-rise buildings while realizing that people are still there, said Sirihi Haidi, a regional governor, according to the center. 
The Russian government has touted what it perceives as support among its people for the war, at least publicly. A poll from the Russian Public Opinion Research Center that, that State News released on Monday suggested that 88% of respondents believed a Nazi ideology permeated the Ukrainian government, and 76% of them believed it posed a direct threat to Russia and its citizens. It remains unclear, however, whether all of Putin's advisors continue to stand by his decisions. Bloomberg reported Tuesday morning that a growing number of Kremlin insiders believe the invasion was a catastrophic mistake that will set the country back. Putin appears ever more a madman isolated from reality in his bunker, and there's Asland, an economist and former advisor to the Russian and Ukrainian governments, wrote on Twitter. The longer he lives, the worse the world will be. And polling data is widely seen as heavily skewed, as the Russian government has effectively shut down all independent media in the country and levied implicit threats against those who would question the Kremlin's actions. As, as Russian-American journalist uh, and noted Putin critic Masha Gessen said in a recent interview of such polling, it's an actual totalitarian society with actual terror. What are you going to do? It's like asking people, do you support the war, or would you like to go to prison for 15 years?